There's a Buddhist story about a nun who goes to a great teacher seeking advice. And she tells him, Master, I've studied these sacred texts, but there's still a lot of things I feel that I don't understand. Can you please enlighten me? The teacher responds, Well, you must read me the sutra, for I am illiterate. But if you can read it to me, I will be happy to disclose its meaning to you. The nun, the student, was stunned. She replied, Master, if you cannot even recognize the characters, how are you then to tell me what they mean? The teacher answers, Words are never truth. Truth can be likened to a bright shining moon, and the words are like a finger that points at the moon. In order to see the moon, one must be able to look past the fingers, for the finger is not the moon. At the Unitarian Universalist Southern Summer Conference for this district that we call SWUSI, Southwestern Unitarian Universalist Summer Institute, you know, SWUSI, one of the evening speakers said that you use, that's us again, have been the most dogmatic and creedal people he's ever met. He, uh, he pointed out that we had, over time, established our dogma by agreeing what not to talk about. In all our inclusion, what we were most often uncomfortable with were the fingers that were associated with Christianity. God, Christ, Jesus, Lord, prayer. We were inclined to treat the name of Jesus like Voldemort in Harry Potter. Those who dared speak it had to be prepared for what consequences might follow. They might be ostracized, they might be criticized. And of course, this is not always the case. And it never has always been the case. That's dogmatism. We could agree on what damned us as far as the group was concerned, what made us not acceptable, what made us not worthy, but not on our soteriology, what it was that saved us or made us fit the saving vision. 
This woozy speaker called it an aversion addiction like anorexia. But I think we've grown some, and I think we're still growing beyond our preoccupation with the fingers. We're again learning and reminding ourselves to look past those pointers to see the moon and understand that the moon is of great value. The Tao, the Tao Te Ching, Lao Tzu's teachings, say that with words one should know where to stop. And the Tao that can be named is not the Tao. So as we recognize or remember that truth with a capital T cannot be contained with words, that it cannot be adequately or ultimately summarized and spoken. And as we also recognize that we must use words nonetheless to communicate, we can then endeavor to meet the challenge before us with greater understanding and perhaps appreciate our unique position and step into the opportunities it affords us if we have the courage to work for them. The courage to claim them and ultimately serve a purpose for peace, for healing, for compassionate communication that we are better suited for than anyone else in a religious tradition. Because like Miss Susan pointed out in the children's story, we're the ones that get the universal translator when we walk in here. Learning to use it is a, is a practice that can be nuanced for the entire journey. But because we expect ourselves to be able to communicate with each other and respect each other across differences, in our assembly, in our association with this body, we have opportunities to grow in those capacities and then carry them into a world that needs them desperately. Look at what's going on in the world. Look at what has always gone on in the world. As we grow, we carry new hope as we let that which is greater than us inform us, we begin to be able to see in ways that we haven't before. We begin to understand that forming bridges, even if it's a thread,
can cover a great distance that our pushing against those who disagree with us can. That brings me back again to he who must not be named are the stories in the Christian tradition of Jesus and some of the symbology. Recently, and it's happened before, certainly not frequently, and I don't know where it began, but recently when I saw um, a, a cross in a church that I was having a meeting in, the the image that came to me internally was that of something I think I saw for the first time in an old Tarzan movie. Some of you may be old enough to remember these. I don't know that they include them in the new ones because they're pretty graphic and horrible. But it's of the trees that are bent down and a person tied between them. And when the trees are released, the person is stretched beyond the person's capacity to contain that division. I think the image probably better fits some of Voldemort's shenanigans than, than the stories of the Bible. Not necessarily, but... Um, but it caused me to think about the stories of Jesus and what... Uh, added another layer to how I understood what the man in those stories was doing. I came to a new appreciation for that symbology. I came to realize how much of that text can be interpreted as Jesus showing the difficulty but value of minding the gap. Not pulling people over you know, like at, at the train stations where minding the gap is actually posted. Um, not trying to pull them onto the train or keep them from getting on the train, but minding the gap. Serving as the sinew between massive and opposing and powerful groups. Religious, political, economic, historical, they're all part of the story. The stories show how he set himself up to be the field in which the battles were carried out. I mean, he physically, in the stories, carries the battles. Perhaps the battles are necessary Perhaps they're inevitable, and perhaps our part right now is not to be the sinew, 
as individuals. For that is a very challenging job to take on. How many of you have experience with trying to stand in support and comfort of those who you are sure cannot really grasp your perspective on something? But nonetheless, you're there trying to be in service to them. How many of you experience having compassion and deep understanding, standing under, walking in the shoes of, for a while, individuals or groups with convictions, cares, and conclusions that may be diametrically opposed to your own? and still able to affirm the value of their experience. Affirm the value of the conclusions they have so far reached in their lives. Feeling the world and feeling there's so much that could be done That image comes up for me. Being caught between because we care about all of it. The more we do that, the more we come to understand the people who had tremendous gifts in being those battlefields. Gandhi, Jesus, Martin Luther King. People in which the pathologies or or paradoxes or conflicts of the world are played out in their lives. And we become incrementally more capable of understanding the perspective that made them able to do that. And maybe moving a little more close to it ourselves. The difference between being pulled apart or crucified, or feeling crucified, I should say, by those pairs and opposites and paradoxes in this world, and being able to contain the battle with spiritual maturity is exercise of those spiritual gifts and disciplines. Spiritual maturity demonstrates informed compassion with ever deeper 
an ever broader awareness. Because we are in such small numbers in society, in order to be able to have any significant impact in the world on larger issues, we have to be able to successfully partner with much larger groups who do not share our views. Why did the Unitarian Universalists cross the road? To help the chicken find its own path. Of course it takes practice. It takes discipline to accomplish. None of us will ever perfect it. Certainly not me. I would submit that the most efficient course to optimum personal results is through engaged spiritual practice. Directed spiritual exercise with intention, depth, and regularity. The realm of heaven is within you. It is here at hand. The bright shining moon is there for all people. We must first stop focusing on the fingers. That transcendent mystery and wonder affirmed in all cultures, which moves us to the renewal of the spirit and the openness to the forces which create and uphold the renewal of the spirit, create and uphold life, is there for everyone. still at moving towards spiritual maturity in this regard. Perhaps we have a leg up because of our universal translators. Looks to me like we get first refusal on this one. Still, if we choose not to do the growing or contain the the tensions, Find the rests between the words. The pointing of the finger. Who will? The journey is never easy.